Welcome to Bristol Radio, your home for Bristol Motor Speedway and Dragway podcasts, sound bites, and more. For more Bristol content, visit bristolmotorspeedway.com. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode three of the Bristol Impact Podcast on the Bristol Radio Network. Our goal with this show is to share the stories of the people and places and organizations that the Bristol Chapter of Speedway Children's Charities partners with that are helping thousands of children in need. My name is JT, and it's my pleasure to uh, welcome a dear friend, Haley Dietrich. She's the founder. Is it founder, Haley? I think you could call it a founder. Founder. She's founder, I'll call like executive director, president, CEO of Children Exceeding Expectations. Um, Welcome, Haley. Thank you for having me. It's my first podcast. I know. It's only my third, so we're yeah. like rookies. So I'm so excited yeah. to have you. So when we were talking about inviting people to do this podcast, uh, I told you kind of offline, off the YouTube, uh, that uh, the reason why we're doing this is to really highlight people in the Tri-Cities region that uh, Speedway Children's Charity supports that we've been walking th- with uh, all these years. And uh, we've been making a list and kind of checking it twice, and your name has been on it multiple times. And so we want to invite you because we, as Speedway Children's Charities, finds a uh, you know so much value of who we are that we want to tell other people's stories. And so for the three or four people that may be listening to us or watching us, um, we want to invite you in and say there's a bigger story here. So tell me a little bit about Haley Dietrich. Where are you from? What you do? What's fun for you? Well, I am originally from Kingsport, Tennessee. Um, the Tri-Cities in the heart of the Appalachian Highlands. Nice. Is that what I should yes. say these days? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my husband would like that. Um, so I'm a mom of two wonderful children, and I run Children Exceeding Expectations. How old are your kids? They are 14 and 11. 14 and 11. Yes. What grade would that be now? They are 8th grade and 4th grade. Wow. They are really into cheerleading. I'm nice. a boy and a girl. So my son, um, he he likes cheerleading too. And he's That's the great. only boy on his squad and super into it these days. <laughs> is, yeah, I think he's got lots of little girlfriends. That's good. Yeah. He he's smart. It. He's smarter than he's most smarter, boys right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. He's smarter than the rest of them, I guess, because he... He uh, enjoys it a lot. That's good. So, <laughs> Kingsport, Tennessee, yeah. you've lived here all your life. Lived here all my life, except, I guess, when I was a baby. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, you were born here. So, tell me, how long has Children Exceeding Expectations been around? So, we are going to be going into our 10th year. We've been here nine years, and um, it's the, the best nine years, I guess, other than my children, other than my children's birth and that kind of stuff that... I can say I've been part of something. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't change a thing. So if uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that know what children exceeding expectations is, mm-hmm. but there's probably more people that don't. So tell me, tell me kind of your first uh, couple. If someone were to ask, uh, what is it? What is it that you do? What did you found? What's your president and CEO, executive director of? What, what is it? What is children exceeding expectations? Children Exceeding Expectation is a program for kids with cancer and immune deficiency disorders. So I guess you better sit back and give up go. the mic. Here sit back go. and give up the mic because you said you wanted a story. Um, you wanted to tell our story, but I think I'm probably going to tell a little bit about your story too because you're such a big story, a big part of our story. Hmm. So years and years ago, 
we'll go back, I guess, about 10. But I ran a preschool, and I thought that's what I wanted to do forever. And, um, man, we had we had a lot of kids. We were licensed for a lot of kids. Did you like, own your own preschool? I owned my own preschool. Wow. I was licensed for, like, 89 kids or something. And at that time, I mean, it just seemed it seemed amazing. And um, my husband, he runs a car dealership, and he got a phone call. And that phone call, I guess, you know, you see, you think you have your life planned out for you. Mm-hmm. You really do. And you think, you know, that that's just the way it's going to go and until you don't. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And my husband got a phone call at work, and he, they said that um, he knew somebody that needed needed a little bit of help financially and maybe some gas cards. And they they needed that because they wanted to come see the lights at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Mm, the Christmas show. The Christmas lights at the Bristol Motor Speedway. And they wanted to do that because there was they had a child that had cancer. Mm. The child had neuroblastoma. Mm. And the the reason that that's what they want to do because that child couldn't go out. The child had um, a suppressed immune system, and that child couldn't go to McDonald's playground. You know, back in the day, that's what you did. You went to McDonald's yeah. playground, you know, or Chick Fil A, and, and that child couldn't do that. And you know, I ran a preschool and just thought that that was the greatest thing for kids that they could get together and they could play and they could have socialization and that kind of stuff. And for this child, they couldn't do that. You know, they couldn't be that, that typical normal child that I described it as play and laughter and that kind of stuff. They had to be by themselves. And so for that child, the best part of their day was going to see the lights at the speedway. So my husband said, I think we may be able to do a little bit better than gas carts. We could probably call the president of the Speedway mm-hmm. at the time, which he happened to be, uh, his name was Jeff Bird. Mm-hmm. And Jeff said, absolutely. You know, we'll just give him a pass, and he can go see the lights as many times as he wants to. So that happened. And in my mind, I was like, you know what? There has got to be a place. If these kids can play at the hospital, and they can be together when they're, um, I call them clean. So I call these kids clean. When their immune systems are are suppressed and they everything has to be clean and sanitized for them if they can play in the playroom together at the hospital then there's got to be a place that these kids can play together so i was like okay at this point we're we're not going to take as many kids we're not going to have a warehouse full of kids it's just not what we're going to do we are going to block off half of the school and we're going to have separate doors we're going to have the playground and we're going to just take less kids so we kind of started doing that and then um, my health kind of declined a little bit at that time, and I had some female troubles. And so we started taking less and less kids, and also less, I mean, we were taking less kids because back in the back of my mind, I was like, we are going to have a school. It's going to be half normal kids and half sick kids. Yeah. And my husband just was like, listen, we financially. Listen. Listen, Bailey. listen, sister. <laughs> We can't do this financially. You just can't support that. And he just said, I think we're going to have to close the school. Well, that was the hardest time of my life. You know, I know people have harder times, but we had to close the school. And I had to tell my employees, you don't have a job anymore. I cried and I cried and I cried. 
and I cried more. And I stayed home. And everywhere that I drove around town, and I saw these buildings for sale or for lease, I thought to myself, why? Why don't we get this building? Or why not that building? Or maybe these people would let us use this building for this school, for this place. Or, you know, it's just, it's an amazing opportunity for these children that are sick. Because I couldn't get it out of the back of my head and my heart that this was what needed to be done. And so, you know, it just went on. And then there was a grant here at the Bristol Motor Speedway. And it was announced for the Jeff Bird Grant for $50,000. Because Jeff had passed away from cancer not too long before that. And it was going to be given to an organization, the best children's organization who could provide something amazing to children to a children's charity and at that time I happened to be up here that day when it was announced and a man named Jerry Caldwell who was a super awesome wonderful man and I can call him one of my best friends to this day was here that day because he he's now the president of the Speedway and I can remember looking at him that day and saying Jerry why in the world can my school not be here? And he looked at me and he said, what school? And I thought, well, how in the world do you not know this? But I said, a school for kids with cancer. And i tell you that he did not think twice. He did not blink. He did not say, well, what, you know, why or what could happen? He didn't say anything. He just said it at absolutely can and then he turned around and he said crystal go get her a key <laughs> and within i mean a so five you have a minute, key to the place now yes and within a five minute period we had a key and we went over there and we saw this building in this place and it was in the top of the bristol motor speedway up on sweet level on sweet level and i just say all this to say Everything happens in God's timing. It doesn't happen in my timing. It doesn't happen in anybody else's timing. It happens only when God wants it to happen. Mm-hmm. So we went up there, and he was like, we've got these bar tables. We've got we've got chairs. We have everything you need. And I was thinking, well, that's not exactly what I was thinking about. I meant, like, we need a loft, and we need, like, dramatic play, and art center, and trains. And then he... He, he, he just gave us our care or whatever. So three months later, we had the first child wow. in the school. And the community came together beautifully. We, we were able to go to different um, businesses and just say, hey, do you want to help with the art center? And they're like, yes. Do you want to help with trains? Yes. Do you want to help with um, dress up? Yes. And so it went on and on and on. And everybody was like, I absolutely want to help. So the three months late, the three months had happened, and we we opened the door, and the first child that walked through the door, her name was Kellen, and she just bebopped in there and she played, and every day that she would play, she would say, "Hold on a minute, I have to put on my hair," hmm. and so she would put on her little wig and play, 
in the play that she would play, she would say, <coughs> I have a massive cough. I have a massive <laughs> headache. And that's how these kids play. They played like um, like the things that they saw in the hospital, and they would use big words. And if somebody wasn't at school, they would say, oh, I think their, their ANC is low today. And we were like, the what? Wow. So they use words like you wouldn't you would normally use inside a regular classroom. But the second child that walked through the door's name was Brady. And at that time, um, we had a couple other kids that came through. So, and so were you, are you in everyday school at this point? We are not. We are two days a week. We're Wednesdays and Fridays from t- um, 10 to 1230. Gotcha. Yeah, they, they, they come when the, in between their treatment schedules. Okay. So they still can go. And the parents can come or not come, or is this kind of a time for them to? And parents come. We have a parent room. Mm -hmm. It's a parent support room, so they can hang out in another suite. And they can kind of talk about similar situations that they're going through. That's, you know, that they can say, hey, like week three into treatment, leg pain is very common Mm -hmm. or, you know, vomiting every day it doesn't mean they have a stomach virus it means this chemo is it's kind of really nasty sure. on them so tell me about brady so brady came in and a couple weeks into it a salesman at works just said hey i know a child that would love love to come to your school and his name was brady and i was like brady we have a brady i was like brady newsman and, and he was like yes and i said brady goes to our school and Brady was the little boy that all those years ago sparked the part in my heart mm. that started this prayer wow. and this story all those years ago. So the circle came around. It's awesome. And so he got to be part of the school. After we got all settled into school, I'm a Disney nut. Mm. I understand. So I thought, you know what? These kids really need to go to Disney World. So at this point, how how long have you been doing it before you had this idea? Before Disney? Yeah. Well, let's be honest. It wasn't that long. Um. Let's see. We started planning for Disney January, and we started in October. Gotcha. We fell so first head year. over heels, head over heels in love with these children. I'm talking, they could have asked us to build them a mansion, and we would have figured out how. <laughs> but we decided that they needed to go see Mickey Mouse. So we started planning for this, and we decided that we would make it a big old surprise. Wow. So we we started working on it. And maybe it was December. I think yeah. it was December, because I think we just surprised them for Christmas. And Brady got sick. Mm. And so we decided it was best that we not give that surprise out to Brady. So Batman went and saw Brady at the hospital. That's awesome. And Batman was super excited to go to the hospital and see him. The man that dressed up like Batman, it it was like he got a gift to go That's to awesome. the hospital yeah. in those tights. Yeah. 
he was super excited so to, to do that. Yeah. But, um, so you're Disney. Tell me more about, so how many, you're 2020 now, you're saying 10 years ago, you've had a lot of kids come through. We've had a ton of kids come through. So how many kids would you estimate have come through children exceeding expectations school? I think that with the entire program, I think that I, I was looking at the list the other day and I'd say about a hundred kids from our area. We've touched some way or form, shape or form. And all these kids have had all these cancer, kids have had cancer, yes. Immune system stuff. Yes. Hard stuff. Yes. Uh, so you're really kind of working with the kids and the families to kind of trying to give normal? Yeah. Day to day? Yes. I hope that we found a way to to reach them through some sort of normalcy or yeah. play and love and laughter and yeah. so what do you th- what do you th- what do you what are you what are you known for what are these children exceeding expectations known for for those 100 kids and families that have come through this well i hope that we're known for love i hope we're known for love and i hope we're known that we give back what cancer takes away and um i hope that you know I'm sure some people think of us with their Disney trips, but I hope that that's not what the only thing they think about. I hope that they they think about that we give them friends yeah. and social interactions and stuff. I know we have some parties out here at the track. You know, I know that we do trunk or treat, and I know that the kids just think it's the greatest thing in the world to come back and and that they have friends that went through the same thing yeah. that they went through. Yeah. So so you hundred kids doing this for ten years. This Disney thing has kind of grown into its own legend right it definitely has yeah Yeah. so it's not like uh getting a station wagon and drive to disney tell me tell me about disney with these kids what is that well as an adult we all i want to go to disney well you should volunteer i like mickey mouse you need to get on that bus as a volunteer so is it a big bus that goes we get on a bus we get on a bus every year for and it takes us a good 14 hours oh on that gosh. bus and for the grown-ups like myself it's not a school bus it's, a nice it's bus. not it's a super nice bus yeah. and these kids it, it's a great great experience i mean they make tents and they play and they sing and they watch movies and you know my legs are hurting by the end of it but yeah. they they're they think it's amazing, you know? Like, they, they don't even know we're on the bus for 14 hours. Sure. They think it's like a big old party. And so bonds are made, family bonds, parents, you know, because we may only see one parent from the family every, on Wednesdays and Fridays all week. But, you know, when, now we get to see the other parent mm-hmm. when we're on the bus for 14 hours. So we get to kind of meet the entire family or the siblings. So the siblings go on the trip, too. It's not like just the child goes with us. The whole entire family goes. So the whole family goes for an afternoon? How long are you going no, to No, we go for five days. Holy cow. Yes. Five days at Yes, Disney. five days. How many people roughly? A good 52 people. A big 52-seat bus yes. with 52 people yes. on it going mm-hmm. to Disney. That's like herding cats. Well, yes. Yeah. I say sometimes ducks. <laughs> <laughs> I say we're like they're little ducks. So you go? Do you stay at Disney? We do. We stay on property. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what's the day? What's the days? What's five days look like? Does uh, first of all, I would guess that the folks at Disney know you're coming, right? 
Yes, we don't surprise them. Yeah, we, surprise, we, we're here. Yeah, we plan it. So the kids get um, something called a genie pass. It's like a little wish pass. And they they get to jump everybody in line. So they wow. go straight to the front of the line, and they think that's hilarious <laughs> that they get to get in front of everybody, yeah. you know, or get to go see the characters while everybody else is standing in line, which, you know, they completely deserve all that. Sure. They They earned it. It's their little badge of honor, I, I guess, you know. I say that we have little, lots of little superheroes in our classroom, but um, so they they just jump right ahead and go get to, they get to do whatever they want and um, but we try to do character dinners, mm-hmm. so we we change it up every year. Sometimes if you're a if you're a, a boy in our class, we do all the boys get to go do like a more of a boy dinner, and That's if you're fun. a girl, you might do the princesses or you know, and then we do like a big group. A group, big like group dinner. This year, our big group dinner got uh, weathered out, so we had to change it up, and we had to do a big inside one. Wow. We went to Hollywood and Vine, but we we're supposed to go to the Aloha dinner. Have some. Sounds fun. Yeah. So this is again, you, you're taking these kids who are some critical, I guess. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. it's all yeah. it's all cancer treatment stuff, right? It is. Day to day's hard. Put them on a bus, taking them to Disney. Uh, I'm sure they're paying money to go to Disney, right? Well, they are not. So we we raise all the funds. So actually, who raises all the funds? We are the the school. So we are 100% volunteer organization. Mm-hmm. So we don't have any paid staff members. So any funds that the school brings in, the school uses to pay for the trip, and wow. sometimes for the supplies if we need them. But most of Disney's it. Disney's really cheap these days. What I'm it is super cheap. Yeah, I think. they're running lots of Groupons and everything. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It's just super expensive. Yeah. So. So fifty-two people going to Disney for five days, staying mm-hmm. on property. Yeah. Is extravagant. So basically, Disney takes most of our funds. Yeah. yeah sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, worth it. A hundred percent. Why? What do you what do you see out of the kids and even the families? Tell me tell me a story about a surprise or the Disney magic or. I mean, we have families that have never like we had a family this year who has children ranging from two to seventeen, and this family there's six of them. This family has never been on a family vacation. Mm. So I mean, you have chil- you've got families from all walks of life. I mean, cancer does not discriminate at all, but. You mean you you always have these situations, and majority of the time, most of our families don't travel. But um, you know, I've had a child that has come into the program, a teenager. You know, we we typically try to take elementary age children, but if St. Jude decides that hey, we've got some teenagers that would really really benefit from your program, mm-hmm. you know, they come in and they're our teaching assistants you now know do you guys work closely with st jude we do they we get direct referrals from st jude um, and they can we can also get referrals from other medical people mm-hmm. in the community if they have a life-threatening illness with um obviously that fit our criteria but yeah. um you know if they decide that the child could benefit from this program so you know we've had a teenager that's come in walking on a on a walker you know and he just decided you know what that i don't need this walker this thinking walker i don't need it i'm gonna help with these kids and i i can do without this thing so you know like he did a complete 180 and he he just started coming in and he he would get there before i did and he would say he called me darling (laughs) (laughs) hey darling what kind of supply should i set out today that's fun 
you know, and he would, what color paint are we going to use? Mm. You know, and he, it just, it, it gave him purpose, you sure. know, other than laying at home in the bed and feeling sorry for himself that he, he had cancer. He, he was, you know, ready to get up and get going. And it's like those endorphins. So, you know, like we, we've talked about like sort of in a biology class that happiness produces these endorphins, which is similar to the same thing that morphine mm -hmm. produces in your, in your brain. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's what we are doing. We, we are helping these children to feel better sure. through play. So they're healing through play alongside of the care that their doctors are also providing. So I hope that we are providing a service that the physicians feel is very important mm -hmm. to their care. I love it. The, um, I, I know, I know you well enough to know that this is, uh, um, it, this is hard. It sounds like it's all great and it's, you know, super fun and easy, but you're dealing with stuff in people's lives that are, um, they're fear, fearful, the ups and downs. Um, uh, there's been some big disappointments, I'm sure. Tell me, tell me how, tell me a disappointment. What, what's kind of broken your heart through this process? It's part of, part of that's the why of why you do this, but, uh, tell me, tell me what you've seen that kind of, um, makes you keep signing back up for this. So my husband said, years and years ago before this ever started he said are you sure you're going to be able to do this mm. because you know that a child's going to die and i said don't say that mm. please don't say that and we have had children and i like to say they move to heaven sure because they do yeah they move there and that's what i like i like to say all the time i'm like well I know that my child's going to move to college one day mm -hmm. or move out of my house and hopefully they'll move to heaven. You know, that's, that's my ultimate goal. I told someone the other day, I'm like, I like to think of myself, you know, you ask me what, what I do, but I like to think that I'm heaven's cheerleader. Sure. And in the very beginning, so I'll go back to Brady. Brady got sick and, and Brady was the first child that rode on the racetrack mm. in the pace car. We really, really like for them to have that opportunity. And you all do a great job of giving that to them. But Brady was the first. And he passed away two weeks later. Mm. And it was my own child, Hagen, that taught me that I could keep doing this. Because we went to his funeral. Well, first she wanted to know, what is a funeral? Sure. And she said, is it when you, when you stand up there on the microphone and you tell all about somebody? And I was like, well, yeah, kind of. So I said, now, if you don't want to stay, we can call Mama Jean. And that's my grandmother. And she'll come get you. So halfway through, Hagen wasn't happy about it because she didn't get to talk on the microphone. So Mama Jean was coming to get her. So we were standing outside of the church and she was doing flips on the banisters, sure. flipping over, doing the little somersaults. And she said, Mommy, why are you crying? And I said, 
mommy is so sad that Brady isn't here anymore. And she said, but mommy, he doesn't have to take naps anymore. Mm. And it was that instant that I realized she's right. You know, and I was like, it's that simple. So in the hardest times, it's okay. Yeah. Well, it's the cheering them on. So my five-year-old child helped me realize I could keep going. I love it. I love it. I love this. I love what you're doing, and you're making such a big impact in this community. And and uh, I can only imagine the roller coaster rides of emotion that you and your volunteers ride up and down. And and uh, um, I'm sure you've got some stories also from parents, you know, as far as how they've uh, been able to kind of uh, maybe you've cheered on some parents uh, stepping into the middle of hard stuff. Is that true? Yeah. Um. So we've had a couple families just, you know, I guess that we just kind of have to hold their hand and be there. You know, we've had families that with no transportation, you know, that we've obviously had to, to take turns and drive back and forth to Memphis mm-hmm. and uh, parents with communication barriers and, um, you know, just to find their voice and to obviously in every situation and, you know, to find other parents that they can they can rely on yeah. and and you know in every way that it's difficult you know and it's it's just it's hard to that's that's been the thing i think most people who are even aware of the school uh may not see and some of the some of the, i've had the privilege of knowing some of the stories and i think that's where uh sometimes you say it's a school or it's a uh two days a week uh it's not two days a week um, you, you're doing so much more to come alongside the family unit, uh, to uh, make phone calls on their behalf, to advocate for their uh, care and their need, and to um, r- really walk them or fly them or show them to Memphis and back or Johnson City and back or wherever they're getting their treatments. And so uh, the impact that you guys are making um, – and one of, I think it'd be one of the uh, scariest times of a parent's life is to know your child has cancer. And, uh, and now what? And for some people that you've served, for quite a few people you've served, um, they, they have a lot of need. And it's more than just the emotional need. There's uh, physical and spiritual and financial and those needs. And so um, it's exciting to see you doing this and have done it for a long term. You know, it's not a flash in the pan. This is something significant. So you've started this. You started this with a, uh, a motivation, a desire, uh, a need, a, a broken heart. Um, hopefully there's some other folks here in the community that's, starting, that's doing some things in our agencies that may be listening to us. Uh, there may be some other people around that are kind of have an itch or maybe a call or maybe just can't get shaken idea that want to start their own thing. Now, it may not be a, a school for cancer. It may be something else. Um, if, if you had a, t- a chance to sit across the table from them uh, just getting started or doing something different, what, what would be a piece of advice that you would offer up to someone who is stepping into something that they may be feeling like you're called to but don't really know how to even get started? 
Well, I definitely think if you're called to do it, that God always answers in his time. Mm -hmm. And it's his time. It's not your time. And that he does does listen and he does answer and he does um, make sure that it happens. And like I said, it's not your timing. You know, this... If you had asked me 10 years ago, if we would have a school, the Bristol Motor Speedway, the top, you know, the suites, I would never have believed that in a million years, you know, but it just happens. And you, you have to keep faith. You have to believe. And you, you know, that burning in your heart, you just know that, that things are supposed to be, you just, you have to believe, you know, it's faith and and do it go yeah. after it I'll add, a few, I'll add a few words because i know you and i know enough about you uh, i would say relentless would be a word uh that uh, i've seen you move you, you've been relentless advocate for these kids who are in need and you'll talk to anybody and you're going to tell them your story and you're going to tell them the kids stories and so the the relentless relentlessness of who you are uh inspires people it's exciting and, and um, you've, uh, people rally around this because now, as you say, there's a school that meets here on property twice a week for kids who are going through cancer treatments. Uh, and the main goal is for you to love them well and give their families a sense of uh, hope and a sense of uh, uh, normalcy, if that's the right way to say that. And um, I know this region is so much better because you're in it and doing this and uh, i've said for years i've wanted the children's exceeding expectations to be a reality show (laughs) you know i think it should be (laughs) hgtv if you're listening hey uh sign us up because i think it could be a a great opportunity for some people to see real life and 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 real triumph over life at times so what you're doing is pretty great well i think that's super sweet and i thank you but like i said i i truly believe from the bottom of my heart that god's plan was, that this was God's plan because he he chose these people he chose you all he chose the speedway and to put this together you know it wasn't it, it, he didn't think I could do this by myself you know he you know what I'm saying sure. and it's you all are such a good team and it's all the way from the custodial staff to the CEO that works beautifully together mm. as a family. And we from Speedway, er, Speedway from <laughs> um, Children at Senior Expectations couldn't ask for a more beautiful team yeah. that does this. And it's it it just speaks love all over. And and I just, I love that. You know, and I'm, I just do. And Well, we're so proud. We're excited. I think, I think it's something that we as a, as a team here uh, uh, the only thing that Haley's not is a full-time employee here. Which, if, if anybody out there has any pool, <laughs> I really, really need, like, an employee badge so, and an employee sticker on my car. So when, when, so when somebody says, uh, hey, Haley needs something, uh, we all kind of jump in. The operations team jumps in and, and makes it happen because we know the bigger goal is these kids. And so uh, Speedway Children's Charities, we only have a couple minutes, but I wanted to ask you a couple questions left. Um if there's somebody out there that says, I had no idea this was going on and they're in our region and they would love to uh, get in touch with you or give some resources or 
um, give some thoughts, or maybe they have a child going through cancer. Maybe they're maybe they're walking into some or has a friend. How would someone get in touch with you or or, or children's exceeding expectations? Is there a website, an email? Uh, What's the best way to do that? We have a website. It's childrenexceedingexpectations.com. And we also have a Facebook page, Children Exceeding Expectations. You can reach me. I have Facebook, Haley Spivey <laughs> Dietrich. <laughs> and Watch out. Um, we, we're available. So you can send and messages. And I, and I would assume anytime. that you'd be glad to take anyone's donations. Oh, we would love donations. That's pretty much the only way that we function, uh-huh. um, that we can operate. Is that just cash? Um, well, we like cash. We like cash, but we, what, are there any other we things? We do that like you, that. Yeah. Um, you know, Disney gift cards are great just for our trip. Um, you know, and any supplies. We really like, you know, a good thing for us is medical supplies, too, because these kids, oh, my, they love some Band-Aids and ace bandages and all of that good stuff. They really like to use them. And they can stick them all over my face all day long in class. It's so fun. All day. So. Okay. So children's exceeding expectations.com. Yes. That's right. So if you're interested, if you want to give, you want to uh, uh, pass along some money or some resources. Okay. I've got uh, one more thing. So from a, uh, going to do something a little different. Three ending questions for you. Personal questions. Quick fire, rapid fire questions. Favorite oh. pizza. Tri-Cities place or sure. pizza what's your favorite pizza pepperoni from where wah, wah. huh <laughs> where's your favorite pizza uh, uh mellow mushroom okay mellow mushroom uh go-to song what songs always rolling through your head or karaoke oh oh pass huh pass why because i don't know i'm not very good at music you're not. You love music. You've been to many Shake concerts. Shake it off by oh, Taylor see? Swift. There you have it. I knew it was going to be a Taylor Swift song. Um, and uh, and to kind of close our time, uh, best piece of advice. What, uh, what, what was the kind of best piece of advice you'd recommend? Or Follow your sticks heart. With you? Follow your heart. Who gave it to you? Myself. Yourself. I, I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I don't know. I'm not very good at this part. No, it's good. Follow your heart. I think that's a great way to close. Oh, I'll give another one. Okay. Less is more. My dad said that. Less is more. Well, I know that, that probably doesn't go at all with me, does it? Because I'm not less. You're, you're more. You're yeah. on the more side of the less. So, which <laughs> is great, and that's why we love you. So, on behalf of Speedway Children's Charities and everybody at Bristol Motor Speedway, we are thankful for you. We're thankful for your service and what you're doing for us. You make us a better place by being here, and, and uh, on behalf of the families that you serve, thanks for doing what you're doing. Love and, you more. Uh, we uh, uh, hope that people listen. And uh, mm-hmm. on behalf of, if there's any interest in being a part of Speedway Children's Charities, you can go to speedwaychildrenscharities.com slash Bristol. And there'll be a drop-down menu. We'd love to have uh, donations uh, come through that if there's an opportunity to give. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you for listening to Bristol Radio and the Bristol Impact Podcast. If you want to make an impact in the life of a child in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia, consider donating to the Bristol chapter of Speedway Children's Charities. Simply go to speedwaycharities.org and click Donate and choose Bristol in the drop-down menu. Speedway Children's Charities is a nonprofit 501c3 organization and provides funding for hundreds of nonprofit organizations throughout the nation that meet the direct needs for children. 
Thanks again for listening, and we will see you next time.